Good evening and welcome. I'm Diane Meyerhoff, host for tonight's Burlington School Budget presentation, part of Channel 17's ongoing town meeting coverage. Tonight's show is being aired live on Channel 17 and streamed live on YouTube. We welcome your comments and questions. Please join the conversation at 862-3966. Tonight, I'm joined by the Burlington School Superintendent, Yaw Obang. Thank you so much for coming out. We appreciate it. Thank you. And it's a busy time for you it all. It is busy. Um, so tell us, what do voters need to know about the school budget this year? Oh, they need to know everything. We've got so many fabulous things um, in store for our community in terms of uh, bringing enhancements to our system. So I'd love to share that with Please, you. Please, absolutely. Okay. But first I want to start off by, uh, if you look at the graphic, one of the things that I've been trying to do is thank the people of Burlington. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've had some really good support over the last several years in terms of our budgets and our bonds. So people realize that uh, we've got a great system and that they need to invest it to continue to move forward. Mm -hmm. And the most significant thing that's happened most recently was the, uh, the bond around the high school. Big. So I wanted to say a big thank you um, <laughs> on behalf of our students and our future students um, around the the high school, uh, the high school bond. And um, so I wanted to share that with people. And things are in the works. A lot of work is happening already. A lot of meetings. It wasn't even that long ago. That was just no, November. No, right? no. So I was almost. I wondered if there was much you could report in that short period of time. Yeah. Well, we've had we've we've established um, a number of. Uh, Working Committee and Oversights Committees and in, in correlation with the uh, city as well too. And uh, we're in a design stage. So there has been um, consultation with um, different staffing groups, different uh, community groups, and try to gather information in terms of to do the final design work. So we're well on our way in terms of uh, getting, so we're excited about that. And we want, I kind of wanted to share that with everyone that thank you so much for uh, supporting our students and uh, look forward to the progress on that and look forward to having that Big day when we have the tour if everyone can come in and, yes. and see 21st century learning happening in yeah. Burlington. And that's a few years off, I would imagine. That's uh, a couple years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So tell us what we need to know about the, the budget this year. All right. So let me, um, I've got some slides that I'm going to share. I'm not going to go through the entire slide, but I'll share a little bit um, with you. But let, you know what? Maybe I should start with the what people really want to know first. Okay. <laughs> and what would that be? Um, just about the uh, the impact, the tax sure. impact, and the I dollars so. and things yes. like that. So maybe if I could have um, our technicians put up the uh, the budget overview um, slide document. And there it is. Oh, perfect. If I could see it here. Okay. Well, so you can see, if you, hopefully you can see that clearly, there's, um, there's an outline in terms of what our budget looks like. So we started with the 85 million, and, uh, <clears throat> general, and we had that include general fund cost of 1.8. We had debt service, so our debt service is what we pay sort of like mortgage fees for our capital um, um, needs. So we had some capital needs in terms of um, deferred maintenance of our buildings, and of, co of course the high school bond. So that's already embedded into the budget. So people don't need to worry that Okay, we're gonna get hit twice for that. Okay. It's in our budget already, right? Already. So our subtotal comes to eight, eight, 87 million dollars. Uh, we've had some new investments. Um, so I'll, I'll have an opportunity to share with you some of the new investments and really excited about that. And then always, every year, we do an analysis in terms of trying to, to be cost effective. Like what can we kind of reduce and what can we kind of uh, maybe delay and use those dollars to put into investments to support um, schools. So we were able to target non-instructional areas. We wanted to ensure that the, the direct supports to students in the classrooms were not touched. So we were, we were able to find some, some areas that we believe that we were able to reduce for this year, which was like 
$6.8 million, which is great. So we can put that back into the pile for um, investments. And so that gives us an overall total of um, $88.7 million, $88 million for our, our budget. And so uh, the increase to our budget is just a little over 4%. Okay. And, um, but the tax impact, what people really want to know, is 4.86%. Uh, Right, and so if you look back um, the last several years, last year actually we came forward and we were gonna have a, um, a tax impact of 8%, mm -hmm. but in actual reality, it came out to be 3.32%. Okay. So, so what happens is, even though we've gotten the variables from the Agency of Education and we put the estimates forward, um, things happen over the course of time. Mm -hmm. So the legislator might make some changes, some of the variable numbers change, so by June, July, um, you get a different number. Oh, and so people- That's significantly different. It's too. significantly different, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're thinking, oh my goodness, we have to kind of let people know that they need to invest right. for 8%, people did. But in, but in actuality, they didn't have to um, pay that. Now this year, we're getting some added value. Because of the variable numbers, we're able to increase our budget by the 4.36, which is um, a good amount, but we're paying less. So if I were to do the analysis and show you the increases over the last few years, we paid a lot more for a little, for a dollar yield for this year because of numbers. So we're gonna get some really good value um, for what we're spending um, this year. And um, if you, if you wanna go onto our website or um, go onto the budget, you can see some more details. Um, some of the things I know people are interested about is the, the tax impact for a common homestead at mm -hmm. 250,000. You'll be paying to, uh, $225 of, of a tax increase over the year. And okay. those, those who are income sensitive at $50,000, um, it'll be $5. Uh, five dollars a year. Well, that's significantly different, isn't it? That's significant. Yeah, that's yeah. that's quite significant. Ah, okay. So, yeah. So, that's where we're at, and that gives you a little bit of breakdown. You can always go to our our budget website and get more detail. And um, before I forget, actually, we just released um, just yesterday our budget document, okay. which has um, details around the budget in more detail, and it has a detailed line item budget which has pages and pages of different line items and, and what it correlates to and what we're spending and people can see that and you can look back and see the previous years as well too if you wanna spend some time doing that maybe, right? Deep if you, dive, if you wanna do a deep just, dive. Um, why don't you just uh, give folks the, uh, the, the website address? Oh, okay, www.bsdvt.org. Uh, right, slash district slash budget if you wanna oh go directly goodness. there. Okay, all right. But you can go to the site and then just <laughs> yep. go down the menu and pick budget and you'll get to the budget site. Great, but, uh, good. That'll give you um, access to that. So that gives you a little bit of analysis around numbers. People want to know about the numbers. Sure. Um, so let me uh, switch to the um, the contextual pieces in terms of what I think um, is going to enhance our district, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Yep. And if I would, I don't know if you can. Uh, I'll pull up the uh, the slides a little bit. Okay. Yep, now on. we've got about 50 slides here. We're not going to go through all of them, okay. but I'm going to highlight a few, and then <laughs> we'll. Unless you talk really fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a quick talker, but not that quick. And we will uh, go to um, the single sheet that'll give us um, some of the pieces. So, you know, one of the things when we start with the budget, we do look at our mission and vision statement and try to um, align the work we do with our mission vision as well as our strategic plan. So every year we do that, and we and we relate the budget to that piece. This is just a, a timeline of when we started, you know, starts yeah, in, October, in October, where it really kind of starts earlier internally, because we have to do all the work, and uh, auditors do the work from last year, and then kind of gives us information in terms of um, how we can move forward in terms of the differences there. Um, 
the budget landscape, some of the challenges that, um, that we have to consider when developing the budget. So some structural budget challenges, rising wage benefits and costs with labor negotiations, uncertain legislative environments. So the, one of the significant things in the last previous years, we've had legis legislation come in that had an impact on our budget. Mm -hmm. So if you recall, one year there was a legislation piece that uh, restricted us from spending at a certain amount. And every time we spend over that certain amount, we paid twice for it. So that was really difficult for us, right? And it was a small increase and we, and we had needs. So those were the challenges in terms of trying to find the balance and cost. And then the subsequent year, there was the healthcare mm. piece. So they said, okay, Burlington, you, you to contribute to the healthcare, we're gonna withdraw another $800,000 know, uh, and next year we're gonna do fire. So we've had some sort of legislative impact. This year, we don't. So that's Is what- Is it still too early or we know for sure? Yeah, you know, you never know, right? <laughs> right. You never know. Be careful. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, you never know. But I'm, you know, I'm. You're hopeful. I'm, I'm hopeful Looks good. that okay. uh, nothing's going to happen. We and we've been kind of pushing that if you're going to have any sort of legislative uh, budget changes, don't do it in midstream. Once we've already uh, passed the budget um, sure. at, at the schools level, yeah. at least do it much sooner. And we've had that in the past where we have to go back and right. make changes, right? So. Um, Move on a little bit, so we go through our budget process. It's a bottom-up kind of budget, so we start with um, staff input and our school leaders bring forward information, or our systems leaders, and then we do community consultations, and we have some targeted um, meetings as well, too. We have um, uh, group meetings with uh, special ed parents. We have meetings with uh, EL parents and do uh, multi-sort of uh, language uh, groupings and try to get some contextual. And then those are really fascinating because, you know what, you get some really good feedback from them and you'll find that there's a lot of commonality hmm. what parents are saying. But yeah, sometimes there's a few little nuggets yeah. that um, you wouldn't consider and go, oh wow, we didn't even think about that. That's something that- Give or, us an example. Well, you know, I remember one time they were, were talking about cost savings, right? And often we do that, that's supposed to be the most boring part of usually the <laughs> consultations because people usually don't have um, a lot of suggestions around that. They usually talk about, um, you know, what they want to add. Sure, well, I guess that's the human right? condition, yeah. But you know, my job is to kind of look at, okay, what do we need to reduce or change? And from one of our groups, they said, you know what, stops, there were some communications that were happening, there was a lot of paper waste. Huh? So they were saying, we don't need to have um, that paper, that communication on paper, because we get it from this source. And not only that, we're compounding, because we were translating like 10 different languages, so we were multiplying, so that's a cost, right? Yeah, sure. So you can take that little bit of money and use it for something else, because they were already saying, well, we get this information from this source, you don't need it. So that was, oh, that was something we didn't really think about. Yeah, you thought so. you were being, being helpful. Right, we thought we were being helpful, <laughs> right. but um, it was actually uh, taking away resources that we could use. So here's some examples of uh, some of our uh, forums. And then, so out of the consultations, you can look at this slide here. These are some of the themes mm -hmm. that came from our community around um, things that they wish we could um, improve on or enhance. Any surprises? Um, no, not really. Mm -hmm. You know, if you look by year for year, they're, some of them are pretty consistent. Um, you know, you get some little detailed things, but pretty much people kind of uh, relate to what their experience in their schools and um, consistent mostly like, you know, you can see on here, teachers and other um, social supports and supports to direct, direct instruction and those type of things. And usually last year and this year, um, when we actually did the raw kind of calculations of it, it was like over $8 million. We know we can't get there, right? right? right. But I mean, it's a start, right? Sure. It gives us that um, opportunity to, uh, to look at that. 
So um, I'm going to fast forward a little bit here. Um, this shows some normal breakdowns. Um, so I wanted to share this because, as I said earlier, we, we review our mission and vision statement and we look at our strategic plan. But another layer that we added on this year is working with our staff and our school board. Uh, we did a lot of sessions on what the priorities should be and try to cluster it. And so through those analysis, these were days of meetings, um, we came up with these areas around early learning, opportunities for higher achievers, restorative practices, achievement gap, social emotional learning, and student-centered. So everything that we invested in had to align with these, um, these goals. So it wasn't just, okay, the superintendent thinks that's really a great idea, <laughs> right. which might be a good idea, right? But it had to kind of fit into one of these, uh, these pieces, right? So, um, yeah, and so this is another review of, of what we did in terms of aligning. And the other piece that I didn't mention, often in our budget there are a lot of state and federal mandates and compliance pieces that, you know, some things we have to do that we don't want to do. <laughs> and some, some things, you might want to. And some things we do <laughs> that we really believe in because it's, like, supportive for, um, for our system. But that, that's a piece that, you know, um, often people forget that, no, we have to do that, so we have to budget for it whether you think it's valuable or not. Right. It's, a, it's a compliance piece, so. Um, so that gives you a little bit, and um, I could share, if you like, some of the um, different uh, items. Yes, sure, let us know. Uh, yeah, tell us what, okay. what, what, so, the, what our, okay. our $225 potentially a year sure. is buying us. <laughs> so probably, I'm um, wondering what's the easiest way, because I have a list, yep. which is easy to go through, um, but I could do it through some of the slides here, and that would um, give us, but you know what, in the interest of time, yeah. why don't I do the, um, well, I'll, I'll start here and then I'll move to the list. Okay. So one of the areas, so you know, strategic plan, we have, we, I call them the big rocks, inclusive teaching okay. and learning, equitable climate culture, and sustainable finance facilities. Those are the three big rocks. Okay. Then we have little priorities underneath. So under Pebbles. this. Pebbles, yes, oh, gosh, you've been following our work, all right. You know about the pebbles, all right. And then there's little sands and greens. All right, um, inclusive teaching and learning, um, one of the areas we started with is one of our focuses um, in this year and next year as well too is around the achievement gap, closing the achievement gap by raising the bar. So that was a priority. So out of that, we did some analysis and this is what has come forward around um, some supports for proficiency-based uh, learning, advisory coordination, um, EL teachers, um, at, at our high schools, we wanted to offer more options for our students. Now, we've consistently offered enough staffing to accommodate the courses, but um, our students um, want more options. Mm. And so we shifted about two years ago to a, a student needs-based um, scheduling, where in the past it was just like, okay, what courses do we want to offer? Now we've, we've kind of start with the eighth graders incoming and say, okay, what are you interested in? Wow. What would engage That's you? Definitely feels a little upside down from yeah. what I'm what accustomed you, to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What would you engage, and then try to build the courses from that. So this will give the high school a little more flexibility to add some of those courses, and that hits both ends, right? So some of it will be around remedial kind of stuff, mm -hmm. and some of it will be around enrichment and enhancement uh, pieces. And of course, we've got a, a, um, a strategy around interventions, right? Uh, supporting students who might be in the gap. And so adding those specialty teachers is going to uh, be beneficial. So that's one of our priorities around the achievement gap, and it falls under this in this particular one here. Um, early learning, we know that when you spend $1 um, at the early ages, it gives you $10, yields $10 at the higher ages. So we've kind of made the shift mm -hmm. um, 
I would say a couple of years ago when we did the analysis, we were spending more money at the top end than at the bottom end. Okay. And so we're slowly making that shift. Oh, that's nine. Yeah, nine yeah. paraprofessionals. And so you yeah. can see huh. the we've heard we've heard lots of conversations around uh, paraprofessionals, but and um, so we thought you know the best place to kind of invest that, and we heard from our kindergartners right. that you know they're so little, but uh, they need lots of many hands, yeah. right? You know, yeah. just putting on those snowsuits that you'd love to have an extra <laughs> hand. So we've come up with a strategy to sort of implement over multi-years. So that's the other thing we've done now is try to uh, plan our budget over a multi-year approach, even though the budget mm -hmm. cycles annually. But I believe if we have a multi-year approach, we can kind of look ahead and say, this is where we're going. Sure. And this year we're gonna be able to do nine. Next year we might be able to do four more. And then eventually like every class has it, you know, so uh -huh. that's the, okay. the strategy um, without taxing our community too much and time, have yeah. a, a gradual increase and that supports the, you said uh, perhaps someone uh, someone to help in, in every class. How many classes are there? How many kindergarten classes, classes? Kindergarten classes? Yeah. Uh, I believe we have about 15 classes. Okay, so nine is point. significant. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we're almost there. We should be able to get it done. Um, uh, phonics. That's this professional development that we want to um, continue to support our teachers in having those strategies. Uh, move along, look. Social-emotional learning. Um, this is a priority that came up. We did um, a um, survey last year um, looking at our climate data, mm -hmm. and social-emotional came up as the most singular um, critical issue okay. um, from, our, from our staff and from our community as well, too. So we, we knew that we needed to invest into um, social work and guidance counselors and, and these type of things that would support the uh, social-emotional. So under inclusive teaching learning, we've, we've honored that priority as well, too. Um, and then there were a couple of things that kind of fell off that didn't fit the priority, mm. but the board felt that they were sort of intrinsic little pieces that needed support. So here's a good example. We've got in one of our middle schools a really robust band program, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of attraction to be in there. So we wanted to kind of encourage that and to be able to provide um, some support. So we're adding a band paraprofessional in there. It didn't fit one of our categories, but it's a need, it's sort of an enrichment in terms of sure. an area that's growing really well, and we want to be able to sustain that as well too. And also, one of the pieces here, you can see it's um, ultimate frisbee and bowling. All right, okay. yeah. That wasn't a major priority, but in the interest of equity, because one of the things we're looking at is that the activity and participation rates, right? So. Yeah. Uh, activities like ultimate frisbee and bowling, you can have um, pretty much insurmountable uh, students participate as opposed to the basketball team, whatever, and there's only 12 kids, whatever. So gotcha. you can have many kids, many students uh, be involved in these activities. And for, you know, 19,000, that's a great value to get sure. engaged many, many students. So Can one pay, play ultimate frisbee on campus at Burlington High School, for instance? You can. Can one do that? Okay. Yeah, so you can. You just need a field. You just need some space. Yeah, they currently play now, so... Um, the oh, equitable climate and culture. So under the inclusive teaching and learning, the, the achievement gap priority, we have a unique program in Burlington called Parent University, where we offer uh, courses to uh, parents. And um, for the most part, it's targeted at our new American parents. And we've had, last year went to graduation, I think it was about 50 graduates. Yeah, it's really, well, it's really popular, big, yeah. robust, yeah. So we wanted to kind of support that because we know closing the achievement gap, connecting with parents, and having parents involved in school um, is an indicator of success. So um, we've made some investment so tell into Tell me, what, what is the curriculum like? Oh, excellent. Well, we, fortunate for us, we get many people in the community 
that volunteer their time from professors to business people that come in and offer a range of things from helping understanding um, things around English or even helping how you help students at home to their own personal, you know, could be cooking or something, but it's all educational in terms of preparing them to be positive citizens and good models for their students um, in our schools as well too. And it's quite popular. I think it's quite a bit of a social thing too, right? Sure. People like to come because then they get to connect with their yeah. uh, friends and, and talk and, and share challenges and successes as well, right? Okay. So it's really cool. We'll invite you to the graduation. Then. I would love to come, right. please do. <laughs> and I'm sure it's open to any viewers who'd like to come. It's open to any well. viewers. Yes. yes, of course, we'd love to have you. And we, I, we actually get really good representation. We get, you know, um, I think one year we had the the uh, Secretary of Education attend. We've got we've got city councilors. We've got all all kinds of people want to come. It's the place to be seen. It's apparently, it's the place to be. All right. It well, is the place okay. To be. Then I want my invitation. All the all the cool kids are hanging out there. <laughs> okay. so. Um, so the other priority around the early learning priority. Um, so we wanted to specifically um, add resources at the early ages for around EL. So mm -hmm. we thought we could put some attention to that, then that would be great. The, uh, yeah, the, we probably should say what EL is. I yes, English language. That. Yes. And I would say most people probably know it as ELL. Or ESL. E or ESL. Do you ESL? It was ESL? Yes, yeah. ESL is a program. <laughs> ELL is the um, um, English language learners. But the uh, federal um, uh, moniker now is EL, yeah. English Learners. English Learners, so, okay, good. Yeah, Just so, so everybody, to yep, to, in case anyone doesn't know. That. Yeah. The, I'm gonna talk about this item quickly, North-South Bus. This really is sort of a, a equity of access piece mm -hmm. for us. So we had uh, a bus when we have, uh, trying to distribute our students through our elementary schools going from, from the South mm -hmm. to the North, but we didn't have one going the North to the South. Huh, okay. So we can only uh, allocate students at certain places or if you could drive your child there then you could but now we're going to have this bus that gives us an opportunity to balance nice. and have more choice yeah for so that's we're looking forward to that as well too um restorative practices you've met many people in the community might have heard about restorative practices um, and we're a restorative practice district, so we're trying to embed that into everything we do. We'll talk and, a little bit about that. I, I know restorative justice. I don't know if that's a similar, yes. yeah. Yes. So talk about the differences. Excellent, or excellent. Similar? Yes, restorative justice. I like to talk about restorative practices mm -hmm. as opposed to justice, because justice is, seems more punitive and sort of uh, judicial, where practices are a series of actions or approaches that um, seems to uh, heal harm and be inclusive around restoring community and culture, okay. right? And I know in some of our communities, when you hear the word justice, they think just us. Ah, so, interesting, okay. So, um, yeah. so I, I said we need to kind of talk about restorative practices, Broader, right? Yeah. So justice is, and you'll see in the um, judicial system and in the, uh, um, in the police areas, they use restorative justice because it's through the justice system, that's right. where, but uh, it's actually the roots are in Native American uh, traditions, right? And so we're engaging in those practices and we've seen some um, some gains for us, right? Just even from our staff and from our students, we've seen our suspension rates go down. We've seen Good. more collaboration between mm -hmm. uh, students and uh, it's a work in progress. So we have to invest in embedding these practices with our with our students and our staff. So it's, it's, it can be an intervention, but it can also be a culture? Is that yeah, a fair? Yeah, it's really a culture that okay. we're trying to build, really, right? There are intervention strategies to it, but we're sure. trying to build a restorative practices culture yeah. where we can, you know, sit down and talk about. Um, and you go to some of our classrooms, there are, we have some teachers that are really well on their way. They'll have um, one of the strategies is a circle. 
They have a circle with their students every day, and they, the, the, the person may prompt with a question, and they have the, and then they start the conversations and then get into the lesson. And it could be any question that could be prompting, or it could be just be, hey, it was a snow day yesterday. How did you enjoy that? What happened? And, right. and it kind of gets into the different conversations, huh. but it's uh, okay. exciting. Another thing we could invite you to come. Oh, all right, <laughs> I'm just going to spend all <laughs> my time at school. Time, yeah. <laughs> um, under the social emotional, the uh, special education um, and behavior management is an area that um, we're keenly aware of, mm -hmm. and our administrators have been asking for some supports. So we're going to uh, increase supports around that as well too. And then, uh, lastly, in this area, unified sports. Right for adaptive physical um, sports and things like that. We, you know, it's it's really funny. We've never formally kind of invested dollars into uh, unified sports in the past, and we did the last two years through one of our departments. We said we need to put it up front and let people know that this is something we value and um, we're going to support it. Yeah. All right, and then um, I won't talk too much. Well, I, I'm actually towards the end because We've got about five minutes. I started with the with the bond stuff and this Great. sustainable financing facility is about the capital plan that we have that we did a bond two years ago and then we this year we were able to get the bond for the high school so that's embedded in the budget but it, I did do the thank you to everyone around the, uh, the high school but the one piece that we did add under this line item besides the, uh, the big capital projects is security system design so in this day and age in, in our schools um, security is a major issue and so we don't want to neglect that, we want to be preventative as opposed to proactive. So we've been doing some analysis over the last few years in terms of our procedures and processes. But one of the things that we want to do is a, um, a design system for all our schools yeah. so we okay. can be connected and, and write the right communications and the right mm -hmm. um, um, physical equipment features to do that. So that's a, that's a one-time cost too for yeah. that for that design piece and that but then set us up. we have to implement it and i'm sure that's another yeah yes. that yes. sounds like that could get yes. kind of costly in some well, of the older it gets buildings all, uh, yeah, um yeah well we do have old buildings that's why we have the capital plan already yeah. so we've got that address so this is sure. good timing yep. too as we Bring do some together. repairs we can kind of um, um put them like one of the pieces we were sharing a year ago was that the high school our 911 panel was ineffective and that really that, yeah so mm -hmm. that's wow. that's a huge safety hazard yeah, if there was a sure. call and we wouldn't know where to go in the building or what to how wow. to deal with it right so those are kinds of things that we're trying to correct yeah, and sure. uh, so that's it that gives you a quick overview I know there was a, a mouthful but you can see there's a lot of good um, investments and one of the things I would say is that what we focused on um, increased um, teacher involvement um, direct instruction to students mm -hmm. uh, around the social emotional pieces and closing the achievement gap while raising the bar and um, Feeling pretty good that this year we get to add resources yeah. to the system. It's more fun, isn't it's it? More than fun. taking them away. Oh my goodness, it's great. <laughs> Let's do it every year. Just keep doing it. Well, maybe we should do that too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's and it's great that you found some savings as well. And I didn't actually ask you where the savings came from, but it, right. it sounded to me like you were talking about they were. Is it fair to say non-instructional, non-face-to-face non with yes, students? Yeah, non-instructional. It's like stuff like through transportation and utilities mm -hmm. and, and those kind of areas that we've budgeted over for the last few years so we can see a trend that, hey, I think we can take some dollars off yeah. of that. And we'll review it again next year, right? Um, and hopefully, if we're off the mark, we'll have to adjust. But I think we've been pretty good. We've had four consecutive surplus budgets. Wow. So we've been able to clean up the financial pieces and yeah. we're, we're pretty stable. So we're pretty confident about the predictions that, that we make and we want uh, people to know that. Um, sure. when they go out to vote and, su and, and support what we're trying to deliver. 
Yeah, and I think that is really important because I don't think everyone realizes just how, how much things change. That you start so early, you have our vote, and then you have the, the state sort of reconfigures things according to a, a larger plan that maybe we don't Absolutely. even understand. Um, yeah. So, so and that does, and I think that's really interesting that that the eight percent went to four or that's three right, or whatever right. it was. And people wouldn't um, even think about that. No, like, and how would you know? How would you know? Because yeah. isn't like in July you call everybody and say, "Hey, by the way," <laughs> although I'm sure you would like to yeah, do yeah. that. I would right? love to change the whole process if I could. Yeah, uh, emperor. I, it, yeah. Well, yeah, if, if I was king of the world, I'd say, "Let's do the vote in June and then get all the numbers, right. and they, you would, we would actually know." You'll have a the real, real number. number. Yeah. But but yeah, it's not but it, the way we have to work no, with what we've got. it's not going to so. work that way. No, but, yeah. it, but it, it sounds like you've got it down in terms of, of yeah. predicting. And yeah, nobody, we're trying. We can't not be bad. 100%, yeah. but it sounds like I mean, better like to go down than go up. Right, so people good are, point. Oh, yeah, yeah. that they would that. notice. Yeah, they would notice that. <laughs> wow. Well, um, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I really enjoyed it, and I appreciate all the information. Um, and we should just let everybody know um, what's coming up. So they should stay tuned, of course, to Channel 17 because we have candidate forums. We have nice. in-depth presentations of school budgets nice. and municipal budgets. So we hope you'll stay tuned for that. Got a couple more weeks left before town meeting. Uh, and of course, to vote on Tuesday, March 5th, town meeting day, and um, watch our live results show. I will be here nice. at 7 o'clock so you can find out Excellent. if the budget passed and, and you keep, yep, keep, you're keeping your fingers crossed. Um, and also the thing I always forget to do is tell people they can vote early. Because now you can go down to City Hall and vote any time right. that they're open. Right. I believe, yeah, they have ballots by now. We had this whole discussion, but I believe they have their ballots ready. Uh, so you can vote at your own convenience. Mm -hmm. Although I find it particularly fun to come out on town meeting and day, yeah. but, you know. It's an event, right? It, it's a, it is. It's a social event, it's a event right? Yeah. It's a social You yeah. get to see everybody. And, um, as yeah, right. That's yeah. right. That's right. So, uh, so we hope that you will indeed vote on either on Tuesday, March 5th, or in advance. Um, and we are so glad you all joined us tonight, and thank you. Superintendent Thank for joining you. us as well. And uh, we'll see you soon. Good night.